Three, two, one. Back here on One on One, New York's longest running sports call-in show. Time now for Fordham Focus. Welcome in uh, Fordham basketball head coach Tom Pacora. Coach, how you been doing? I'm hanging in there, Kenny. How about yourself? How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing very well here uh, in the Bronx, although the weather's not that great outside. But, um, you know, wanted to ask you, I guess, right off the bat here, um, haven't gotten that eight, that first A-10 win yet. How are you assessing your team right now? Well, uh, as we've talked, uh, you know, throughout the season, we're we're a young team. I think uh, their youth is also uh, making them feel the pressure of this. You know, we talked prior to going into the A-10 season as to how challenging the first month of the A-10 would be, uh, you know, with uh, with our home games against three teams picked in the top four in the conference. And, uh, and winning on the road is always a challenge, as you know, with any team, but especially a young team. So uh, I thought there was one or two games out there we might have been able to steal. Obviously, the game at Rhodey being one of them, which was a one-possession game. But uh, as the schedule moves forward, I think it softens a bit. We get more home games in the month of February. We play teams that uh, are, you know, picked in the bottom half of the league as we were. So I think that there's some wins coming. And um, our job as a staff is to just keep this young group upbeat, keep the couple veterans that we have upbeat, and let them understand that, uh, you know, the uh, no one feels sorry for you out there. Uh, you know, um, moping around is not going to help you find victory. It's the only way you do things during tough times, whether it's basketball or life, is by grinding it out and just, uh, you know, continue to work your tail off to get better. And uh, then when the lights come on, perform at a level that's going to allow you to win basketball games and the score will take care of itself. Now, Coach, you mentioned that you almost beat Rhodey. They're obviously coming to the Rose Hill Gym uh, on Wednesday. That's six days apart from the George Washington game. Um, I, I think this is the, the, you know, you guys have had a couple of layoffs like this where it's been six, seven days. H- how are you going to spend this particular set of six days? Because I know in the past, uh, after some losses, you guys maybe altered your practice schedule and so, but, but what, what's the game plan going forward for the next six days? Yeah, well, we, you know, we met yesterday, we watched the entire game together as a group uh, and did some shooting uh, and then guys got treatments. You know, we have a formula where guys who are not playing a large number of minutes have to do a certain amount of cardio the day after a game uh, to make sure that they stay in game shape in case they're called on as, as we move forward. So uh, four or five guys took care of that after their shooting yesterday. Today is our day off, Saturday. And then uh, we'll be back on the floor tomorrow, and we'll be practicing Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, preparing for Wednesday night. We'll take off Thursday. Uh, now that we're back in class, we need to take one day a week off with the NCAA rules, so we'll take off Thursday and our practice Friday, Saturday, and fly out to Dayton for our game out there next Sunday. Now, Coach, we, we spoke with Coach Parada after uh, the game, uh, the George Washington game, and he was mentioning that, you know, you guys just can't get beat like you did in the first five or so minutes there. You know, they, I think they got up to like a 22 lead or something like that, um, mm-hmm. and that's happened before this season. I mean, what, 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 how do you prevent that? Well, uh, you know, obviously we're changing our uh, – one of the things I talked to the staff about is changing our game day reg- regimen. I think, uh, you know, we're going to try to make uh, our walkthroughs will become practices and it will be more intense. Um, you know, we've talked to the team about being prepared, being ready to step out there, but now this is the third game this year that uh, that it's happened. And I think uh, it starts out with veteran leadership. 
on the floor as well as obviously from us as a coaching staff. We continue to prepare them for the games in, in a manner that they know everything what to expect. And and uh, we talk to them at both LaSalle and uh, we talk to them about GW, having learned from their loss at LaSalle. I think what you saw from a, uh, a veteran GW team was a team that went on the road at LaSalle and got jumped on early in the game. And, and LaSalle was able to beat them because of the lead they took early. And they weren't going to allow that to happen again. And uh, and we didn't respond. You know, I think our shot selection early on was questionable. I think, uh, you know, a couple of our young guys will settle for jumpers uh, early in the clock when they've got to learn to get the ball into the lane. When a team's going on a run against you, you want to, at worst, get to the foul line, make a couple free throws and stop the bleeding, stop their running and gather your thoughts. The other thing is our offensive field goal percentage. Early in that game was very poor. Theirs was very high. And in turn, uh, they're getting back and getting organized on defense after a make. And, and we continue to have to play a great deal of transition defense because the ball's not going through the net. So uh, as our offensive field goal percentage goes up, our defensive field goal percentage will go down. But uh, these are all things we're working on, obviously, each day in practice. Coach, one of the guys who uh, took it upon himself uh, during the game, I think, in the first half was John Severe. I mean, it, when he was out there, he was just getting to the basket at, at will for a few minutes there, at least. He kind of mm-hmm. went on a nice sort of spurt. Uh, and then in the second half, when you guys drew close, it was Eric who was kind of leading the charge, and John was taking kind of a seat on offense. It, it's does it ever like frustrate you that you can't get these guys playing together at the level that you know they can? Or I mean, is it? Do you ever think of maybe what the offense would look like if both those guys were were, were scoring like the way they you know they can? No doubt. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about all the time: getting you know good ball movement and moving things around. I think there was a play when we were uh, we were down ten in the second half, and and John got the ball out ahead of the pack and. He made a decision instead of pulling up and knocking down a three or a mid-range jumper to take the ball to the rim and got called for a charge. And I think that play kind of took the wind out of his sails and made him tentative uh, the rest of the way. And, you know, it's something I talked to him about. John, you know, you can, you have to continue to play with confidence. You know, you can do things as far as getting into the lane and, and finishing the way he did in the first half to get us back into the game uh, that he needs to do consistently. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not as if either guy is looking the other off I don't think there's a selfish bone in either of their bodies. I think they'll both make the right basketball plays, and uh, that's what we're striving for because obviously there are two greatest offensive weapons. Do you think John is is maybe a little different than he is last or he was last year now? Because I mean, obviously his role is different. I mean, he's not taking a, a volume number of shots, but I mean, have you seen strides in maybe his defensive side of the game and and other parts of uh, his skill set? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we're working on. You know, the day the season ended last year, a few days after the season ended, we always give the guys about three weeks off, but I have individual meetings with them. And the first thing I spoke with Sean about last year was how uh, his role is going to have to change in order for us to turn the corner and become a better team and, and find more wins. And that didn't mean we don't want him to continue to be a great scorer, but what we needed him to do was to become more of a complete player in the sense of his assist turnover ratio and his ability to defend the ball and, and defend off the ball. And he's gotten a little bit better at both of those. Um, but he has to stay aggressive offensively. Uh, you know, in John's case, uh, his best defense is his offense. You know, we can live with some of his defensive lapses when he's scoring points in bundles. But, uh, you know, he has to continue to stay aggressive that way. And, and Eric, uh, you know, uh, 
is the same to a certain degree. I mean, Eric has the ability to get more done on the backboards because of his overall size and such. But uh, all freshmen are continue to work on becoming better defensive players and, you know, taking care of the basketball. You know, he's uh, he's turning the ball over uh, too often, and he's got to understand where his wins are coming. Uh, you know, he's trying to make plays in traffic that just aren't there, but those were plays that Eric Pascal was able to make in high school and was able to make in prep school because of his physical size and his athleticism. In the Atlantic 10, uh, you know, you're matched uh, with similar-sized bodies, and, and in many cases, guys bigger and stronger as you look at teams that have uh, upperclassmen. Ken Ducey talking with Ford and basketball head coach Tom Pacor right here on one-on-one New York's longest-running sports call-in show. Uh, coach, you know, the bench for you guys has been sort of short, and that's due, you know, some some in part to Zaire Thompson's injury, and then uh, I, everyone's kind of dealt with something at some point or another. But uh, mm-hmm. in general, I mean, it's only been a few guys uh, off the bench. I mean, are you, are you kind of entrusting more in them or? or giving them some sort of encouragement that, you know, that they're playing a big role on this team? Because it, 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 their, their use kind of varies, I guess, is, is my point. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it is dictated by matchups, you know. In the case of someone like uh, Dekiba, uh, you know, he he can has a hard time when teams are small at the five spot and they have a skilled perimeter player because he's going to drag him away from the basket. And if it's a game where we don't want to play a ton of man-to-man uh, and we want to play more zone, uh, it's okay for him. But if it's man-to-man, he's going to have to go chase people on the perimeter. It becomes a bit of a challenge. You know, Manny Suarez has been shooting the heck out of the ball in practice, but hasn't been able to make any shots in games yet. He's a freshman. You know, uh, we have to find minutes for him. So as he grows as a player, he'll become more comfortable with, with game speed and game intensity and be able to help us in that sense. So, uh, you know, as you look down the line, the Manjas are the same thing. You know, he's played well in spurts. Um, but everyone is involved. You know, we talk on a daily basis to this group about uh, the commitment that it takes from your best player to your uh, to your last uh, freshman manager uh, for a team to be successful. And uh, I believe the guys on the bench are well aware of what their roles are and they're well aware that they're when they're called on, they need to perform at a higher level. And, uh, you know, that's part of the equation. But right now, I mean, an eight-man rotation is fine. Uh, I don't think we're playing guys uh, too many minutes as we get into A-10 play where we've cut back on some minutes for a couple of the guys. The other night I probably would have preferred to play Mandel a few less minutes. But, uh, you know, when you dig yourself a hole like that in the first half, it's difficult at times to, you know, to be able to pull uh, one of your more talented guys and uh, and get a role player in there because you're afraid the the, uh, the, the point spread will extend. But uh, the other thing, too, is in, in a game like, uh, the other night, you know, the, there's stoppage in play every two and a half, three minutes when you watch a game tape. So you're really playing three, four-minute spurts at the longest, uh, and then you're getting blows with TV timeouts and, and team timeouts and things of that nature. So it's something we discuss all the time. But the bench has got to develop, as everyone does. And as you know, there, there were times during the season, uh, starting with not having Ryan Canty, that that bumps everybody up a spot. And then and then not having John for that stretch, you know, that uh, it, it lightened the uh, our depth to a certain degree, and that's always a challenge. Coach, you mentioned uh, Dakiba and if in and matchups, and it, it reminded me of, of Ryan Rooms, a guy who's been, uh, you know, you've sat him from the starting lineup at times this year. He's been big for you guys at other times. Uh, George Washington, Coach Parada was telling us that it was just, you guys were telling him it was, it was, you know, it was a tough matchup. It was a good opportunity, but it, it was really, it, it was extremely tough against the bodies that they had. What did you think of the way he played against George Washington? And, and going forward, how do you expect him to play in the rest of A-10 play? 
Well, he needs to, you know, he needs to take his game up. But we've talked to Ryan about it as a veteran leader. You know, uh, that is a great challenge, and everything is about opportunities. You know, but he had an opportunity here. When you when you look at Ryan's numbers prior to A10 play to where he is now in A10 play, they've dropped drastically. And granted, it's a much higher level than a number of the teams we were playing earlier in the year when we were playing games against MAC and, and level teams and a couple of MEAC teams. He put up big numbers, but that's what you need to build off and grow off. And we expect more out of Brian. You know, uh, with greatness comes responsibility. So when you're counted on as a as a uh, staple and, and a leader on this team, we expect more out of you. And now in Ryan's case, it may not be uh, in the points department, but we, you know, he's a guy that I believe can go out and get 10 rebounds every night. And if he gets 10 rebounds every night and, uh, and is a great screener and a great post defender, we're going to win basketball games. I think he's comfortable with that role, but he needs to just perform at a higher level, as a number of guys do. Now, Coach, uh, when when you look at Rhode Island coming in for a second or playing them for a second time coming into the Roseville Gym on Wednesday, how are you going about game planning for for them again? Well, similar to what we did, I think what Rhode Island has done after beating us that day up there by by three, I believe, they went and won a game uh, three days later at Duquesne by the buzzer at the buzzer rather. Uh, and uh, they made a couple free throws with eight seconds to go, and they won the game by a point, I believe, or two. I think Rhode Island's coming in with great confidence. Those kind of games build confidence for a young basketball team. And obviously we're fighting the opposite. We're fighting keeping confidence up after some losses like that. So, um, you know, they come in with a good, a great scorer in Matthews who we have to control. You know, he took the game over up at Rhodey. Uh, we had a lead, and uh, he took the game over the last 10 minutes of the game, and I believe at one stretch scored about 11 of their 14 points uh, moving forward. So he's someone who has to be contained. Hassan Martin has is is become a very solid player for them. Uh, Baruta, another local kid who started out at Rutgers and then transferred up there, uh, can be a, uh, you know, a post player that gives you trouble. So uh, they have good balance, but right now they're playing with great confidence. So, you know, we've had success against them in the past in Rose Hill Gym, and hopefully that will continue. We'll get a great crowd. And, you know, that's one of the things the other night. I thought we had a great turnout by the student section. And, you know, you take them out of the game when a team jumps on you like that in the beginning of the game. And finally, as we're fighting back in the second half, all of a sudden the place is jumping, and that gives you that home court advantage that we need in this league. And, uh, you know, everyone has in this league. When we go on the road and we play, and, uh, you know, you're playing in front of packed houses, it gives them a huge advantage, and that's the need we need to uh, have at Rose Hill. So getting off to a good start will be imperative for us against all opponents, but especially against Rhodey Wednesday. And they'll look to do that at 7 p.m. right here on WFUV 90.7 FM. Coach Pokora, thank you so much for spending part of your Saturday with us, and uh, stay out of the slush out there in New York City. Well, we'll take care of it. We're, uh, we're New Yorkers. We're used to handling this weather, so uh, we'll all be fine with it. Everyone travel safe, and we'll see you Wednesday night. Thanks very much.